unveiling the secrets A-list copywriters use to make themselves and their clients millions. This is the Copywriters Podcast with your host, the world's greatest copywriting coach, David Garfinkel. All right, copywriters, welcome back to the Copywriters Podcast with your host, the world's greatest copywriting coach, David Garfinkel. David, how are you doing today? Good, Nathan. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. I'm excited. We're going to be doing a, something a little bit new today. Why don't you, uh, why don't you just jump in and, and let people know what's going on? Sure. So the topic of today is a new concept. That's one new thing. It's called Copywriter Plus. Copywriter Plus. And as things have become really competitive these days in the world of copy, in other words, anyone who can't spell or write correctly thinks they're a copywriter. <laughs> this is a new strategy I've discovered that could help every copywriter who takes advantage of it and provide real value. But the other thing that's new is we're going to use a new technology originally developed in the world of radio with lots of audio tape and carts and electronics. Um, we can do it now in podcasts. And that means we're going to have three reports from the field interviews with people that I'm going to mention on the show. And I'm going to tell their story. Each one of these people has a unique spin on the Copywriter Plus idea. So Copywriter Plus, Nathan, this is something you and I have already been doing. And I, I will explain why in, in just a sec. Um, and we've been doing it for a long time, but maybe we haven't been realizing it. I haven't really realized it. You might realize it. We've never really talked about it. Um, I'll explain what it is. And then, again, we'll get into some real world present day examples with interviews and even give our listeners a few clues on what they can do to become copywriters plus in their own business. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So first of all, if you haven't heard this before, listen closely. If you have heard before, just bear with me. Copy is powerful. You're responsible for how you use what you hear in this podcast. And most of the time, common sense is all you need. But, but, but if you make extreme claims, and or if you're writing copy for offers in highly regulated industries like health and finance and business opportunity, you may want to get a legal review after you write and before you start using copy. I don't know, for some reason, the idea of Robert Mueller reviewing your copy, that's not what I'm talking about, <laughs> uh, came to mind. Um, my larger clients do this all the time. I'm talking about a lawyer who knows advertising law and direct marketing, and there are people like that. Okay, so let's let's talk about what Copywriter Plus is, um, and, and we'll get into your example, my example. Um, Copywriter Plus means being a good, competent results uh, creating copywriter, number one, and having another skill, a separate skill that's related. It's not just something you can talk about, but something you can actually do. Or if you talk about it, you talk about it from experience. And um, we'll, we'll get into some examples shortly, but it means being a copywriter plus one other thing. And why is it necessary? Why is it valuable? Well, here's why. These days, everyone thinks they're a copywriter. And, um, you know, I mean, recently I wanted to promote one of the promotions for, I wanted to, you know, list one of the promotions for our podcast a couple weeks ago. And I asked some friends of mine who run forums. One of those forums, uh, Bond Halbert, Gary Halbert Group, they have 10,000 people in there. Uh, the Copywriter Club has, and Rob Marsh, 
who was kind enough to let me run the promotion, has 7,000 people in there. And that's just a small part of it. I know Colin Terriot's got, what, 20 or 30,000 people in the cult of copy, and it goes on and on and on. So lots of people, how do you set yourself apart? It gives you a competitive edge when you have another skill. And let's just talk about you and me for a second, Nathan. Of course, it's easier for me to talk about you because I can look at you from a slight distance, even though we're right here together. So you probably got more than one skill, but you're really well known for podcasting. So being a podcaster and a podcast producer, a content creator extraordinaire on steroids, plus a copywriter who knows how to write copy that closes sales, that's an advantage. It's even an advantage if someone's just hiring you to write copy and you're not going to be doing a podcast for them or doing a podcast on them because it means you see the bigger picture. You, you understand the environment in which sales occur and you understand the huge role of content marketing and just content these days. Uh, me, I'm a copywriter and a copywriting coach. Well, there's, there's more than a few copywriting coaches who have not written in a hundred different industries and written million and multi-million dollar sales letters. And yeah, I'm saying that to brag, but also to make a point, you know, um, I, I do have friends who've done those kind of things who are coaching and I think they're very good coaches, but you know, there's, there's quite a few people who are basically coaching on brags or on because I say so um, platforms. And I, I don't think that's so good, but th this isn't really to talk about you and me too much, although we could. Um, it, what, what we want to talk about, I think, is some people who are out there writing a lot of copy for their own businesses or writing for very large clients and how the copywriter plus fits in. Everything making sense so far? Anything you want to add or elaborate on? Uh, just to tie it back to copy in general, is this kind of like setting yourself up with a USP or setting yourself up with like a, a desirable difference? It It is, it, or it does that. But, I mean, there's there's also practical action. When When you're a true copywriter plus, it's more than just setting yourself apart. It's being able to solve problems for your own business or for clients' businesses that you couldn't have really solved nearly as well if you weren't a copywriter plus. Okay, if you, cool. Okay, so let, let's go to the first example. Mike Giannoulis. Mike is a copywriter. He's also a CEO of a $25 million company. Right now, his company mainly teaches people how to do, how to build and grow online stores. And he started out as a copywriter without a company. He built a $25 million organization. He recently became CEO. Congrats, Mike, that's great. And he's helping clients build online stores. Now, he uses cold traffic to get leads. That's, of course, the hardest thing. Um, he gets classified as business opportunity, even though I'd say building an online store is a little more solid than most business opportunities, but he has to use cold traffic in that competitive space. Uh, the business is doing so well, and he's got so many additional responsibilities as a CEO that he recently hired three full-time copywriters. And I asked him, what difference does it make when he's hiring people and when he's working with them to have that copywriter background. And here's what he said. 
you know, they like I can give them feedback. Hey, I think this is good, but you may want to actually hit this point more, or you may want to change your angle. Like I'm able to talk in a way that they kind of understand. And from and just from early feedback from them now, even it's just something that they really uh, appreciate. So he also told me that when people approach him from outside the business with new offers they want him to sell, he can evaluate the offers quickly and confidently because of his background as a copywriter. And Mike did give us an email. Someone wants to contact him. I don't think he's hiring right now, but he's probably going to be looking for people in the future. And it's mike.gianulis at bpobpo.com. That's mike.gianulis. G-I-A-N-N-U-L-I-S at B-P-O-B-P-O dot com. Okay, so that's our first one. That's interesting, right? A CEO with a background copywriter. Uh, most people don't think of it as a, a C-level skill. I think one advantage that that also gives him is the fact that he sees he sees it not just from the marketing point of view. If he's the chief executive officer, he has to see the entire big picture when he's writing his copy. He, he's not just looking at it from one point of view. He's having the, the um, 50,000 foot view. And that, uh, that right there is something that can definitely set you apart. That, that's great also. I never even thought of that, and I'm glad you did. Yeah, because he still is writing copy. He doesn't have a lot of time to do it now, um, but he does sometimes. And he'll, he will see the whole big picture. That, that definitely helps. Let's shift gears now to another client. We went all over the world for these people. It just happens to be that my clients are in different continents. Uh, Marin Barakat is in Israel. He's a copywriter and a tech whiz, and he brings a full set of tech skills to his copywriting practice. He also has his own tech team on call when he needs them, so he's able to fix, find, fix, diagnose tech problems for clients on a project without their having to send things to their own separate tech team or find one at the last minute so he can really save time. And he can also manage design and coding teams for clients or people, individuals for clients, which they either don't like to do or sometimes don't even know how to do. He knows how to do that. And recently he was working on a promotion for a client on a really tight deadline. It was for a business seminar and he ran into a nightmare of tech problems, which he didn't cause, which sort of just popped up. And he'd initially only been working for this guy as a copywriter, but he shifted. Well, I'll, I'll let him tell his story. Here you go. Here's Marin. Yeah, so we were in a really tight schedule because um, it was a sales page for a live event and the sales page was going live on a Sunday and the live event was that coming Saturday, Saturday, so six days um, in advance, and with all approvals and stuff, it went live Monday morning, and the first email drop went out, and crickets, nothing. And uh, you and I talked about it on Monday afternoon, and we were looking through the sales page and figured uh, sales page should be working. Um, there was something deeper going on, and that's when I went onto a full-scale tech investigating mode and started looking at the emails that were coming out from the client and their digital signature, the digital fingerprint, uh, the exact headers that were coded. And what I realized to my <laughs> to my horror was that um, the specific email service that were involved in their email marketing system were recently blacklisted as spam senders. 
now in our case, the kind of blacklist uh, that turned out to to be active, um, made most of the emails to not be delivered. And when they were delivered to people who have previously engaged with the address or whatever, they came with a red warning at the top and the phrasing varied between Gmail and Yahoo. But basically they all said, uh, this kind of email is typically used to steal personal and credit card information. When I, when you and I talked about it uh, last time we spoke, you called it the worst uh, sales repellent known to man. One affiliate had a pretty hot list and high relevancy and were able to really save the day. And they got actually a higher attendance than they ever did for this event. <laughs> wow. Right. I mean, that, that's like a, that's like a direct marketers, uh, Agatha, Agatha Christie murder mystery. Right. Um, th- there was one other problem with that. And that is, um, once Marin was able to stop the emails from being scary, his investigation also found that the sign-up page for this particular seminar on the website was not mobile-friendly. You couldn't use it on your phone. <laughs> Great, right? And most people are looking at this on their phones. So he was able to get that fixed in time, and the seminar had to turn on his client, originally hoped for more, and, and so forth. And actually, they did well in terms of their upsells. But... Now, Marin prefers copywriting to tech work, but his copywriter plus skill came in very handy for a client just a couple weeks ago. And if anyone wants to get in touch with him, his email, and we'll put this in the show notes too, but if you want to write it down, it's contact at MarinB, M-E-R-O-N-B dot com. Hey, let me ask you a question. Does it take you too long to write your copy? And if it does, Have you ever wished you had a proven system to write it faster? Well, if that describes you, then you'll want to know about high-speed copywriting. This is a home study program that has helped a lot of people write profitable sales letters in as little as five hours. No, it's not a bunch of shortcut tricks that leave you with cookie-cutter sales letters that people can ignore. It's about writing full-fledged, memorable, response-getting sales letters much faster than it usually takes. It's tested and proven, too. High-speed copywriting will ease you through putting together an original, powerful sales letter and putting it together in record time. You can find out more at highspeedcopywriting.com. By the way, this is one of the very few programs that Bond and Kevin Halbert have given their Halbert seal of approval to. So check it out today, highspeedcopywriting.com. Thank you. And now back to our show. That's interesting, right? The, the the idea of copywriter plus starting to make more sense as, as we go through this, Nathan? Yeah, and I have a point that I want to make, but I want to wait until after the third copywriter plus example. Okay, so then let's jump right into that and then love to hear your point. So the third example is now we go down to Buenos Aires, um, Argentina, Argentina, where Brad Nickel lives. Um, good old uh, Midwestern boy from Wisconsin, but that's where he lives. And he uh, is a copywriter and a traffic expert because he got started in the ad agency world, which is usually death for direct response copy, right? But in his case, it was a really good place to start because he, what he learned there mostly was generating traffic from ads on the web. And he learned some tricks of the trade pretty early on. So Let's share what he told me this week. 
Sure. We had a, a car rental company who had ads for all different types of cars. So, you know, SUVs, trucks, and whatnot. And because they didn't really know or because they were lazy, I don't know which one it was, they were just sending all the same ads, to all different ads to the same landing page. Um, and it was like, okay, yeah, you're looking for car rentals and whatnot, but it wasn't congruent with what it said in the ad because if the ad said something like the cheapest prices on truck rentals in Australia, and then they would go to, they would just send all the traffic to the main page and they would get hit with all these pictures of cars that didn't look like trucks. And there was nothing on the page about trucks except for like a little blurb, like halfway down. And so what we had them do is we had them basically create little mini copies of their original page, but change the language in the headline and change the the imagery so the pictures and whatnot. So it would be congruent with the car that was being advertised in the ad. And I, I don't remember exact numbers, but they were very happy and they were getting a lot more conversions. And the the change was not big. It was easy to implement. Yeah, so that was a while ago, um, and of course he brought that knowledge and that skill set with him, and he's developed it. He's become successful, and he's best known in the marketplace as a copywriter. But but recently he was hired to do a project that a copywriter without traffic skills, least understanding that he has, wouldn't be able to do. It was for an online service project, um, software as a service, SaaS. It was in the financial industry for consumers. And, you know, he immediately saw this same problem. People keep making the same mistakes over and over again. The ads were not congruent with the web page, and the web page is not closing. So he needs to fix a couple of things there. It's, I guess, called user experience these days. And he needed to do follow-up emails for people who signed up for the free trial but did not buy. And, and of course, he's also able to use his traffic skills with his conventional copy clients to help them tune up their funnels and to help them keep the sales message constant from lead generation through the close. So his copywriter plus skill is copywriter and traffic expert. And his email, if you want to get in touch with him, is bradnickel at gmail.com. Pretty much like it sounds, B-R-A-D-N-I-C-K-E-L at gmail.com. Awesome. So what came to mind throughout all of these examples is something that I run into all the time in in, uh, my practice, which is people will hire me for one thing, and they'll typically have like seven or eight different leaks in their bucket, and I might be able to, they hire me to fill one of those leaks or to, to plug one of those leaks. But I might be able to plug one or two other leaks as well. And typically, copywriting is just the it's it's the thing that they hire me for. But then they tend to end up hiring me for other things as well. Most commonly, it's working on their sales funnel. Um, I've heard you mention this before that uh, you can't just be a copywriter. You have to be a copywriter plus, which is why we're doing this episode. But I think it was when we had Kevin Rogers on the show, he said something about it makes more sense to be a, a marketer who specializes in copy or a copywriter who specializes in marketing, which kind of lends to the copywriter plus thing. And, and that's kind of where I have naturally evolved because I got into copywriting and marketing at the same time. And I've kind of 
gone down a dual path. So a lot of times when people hire me for their copy, I see all kinds of mistakes that they're making in their overall marketing strategy, and then they end up hiring me for that. So is, is that kind of like what you were getting at where, where uh, if you have additional skills, it can help leverage and improve your ability to pitch yourself as a copywriter? Yes. And I'm saying also, if you have one other skill that is going to be insanely attractive to a certain kind of client and you can let them know about it rather than, I mean, let them know about it before you start working rather than pull it out of your hat in the middle. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I don't think it creates distrust. I think it adds value if you pull it out of your hat when you're doing the work. But if they know, oh, I'm not just getting a copywriter, I'm getting a copywriter and a funnel expert, or I'm getting a copywriter and a tech expert. I think in some cases that might help you win a bid and, and demonstrate your value, get a better fee, uh, justifiably so. So it's, it's not just a question of having the skills. It's a question of naming them as, you know, part of two things or maybe three things at the most, because when people want a copywriter, they're hiring a copywriter and say, yes, I'm an expert in that. I've done this. Here are the results. Here are the industries. Here are samples of my work. And also I have this other skill that you might not need, but it sure could come in handy if we you know, get up shit Creek without a paddle, which <laughs> is almost guaranteed to happen anytime somebody does the launch, you know, <laughs> true that. So can I, can I call back to the very beginning of the show? Sure. Um, Cause you just kind of briefly skimmed over yourself. You've given a bunch of people uh, a lot of credit here and you've, you've sang the praises of a lot of people, but when it came to yourself, you were very humble. Um, I, I kind of want to dive into that though, being a copywriter and a copywriting coach, um, how does that, how does constantly being in contact with other people's copy, constantly, uh, critiquing and, and improving other people's copy, how do you see that as, as improving your own ability to write copy? Well, that's a great question. Uh, for example, this morning I got into, you know, a little urination contest on, on uh, somebody's Facebook page about, um, you know, length of experience in copywriting. And I, I realized both from what I'm working on with my clients, both from what Michael Shreve said to us um, on the, his earlier podcast and both from my own observations and what I'm coaching other people to do and, and what I'm planning to do myself on some projects, Facebook ads are really different than the little direct response display ads that, you know, were sort of the mainstream uh, lead generation device for, for a lot of copywriters. And, you know, I understand the difference. An easy way to put it is the, the lead generation ad is, is sort of like um an infomercial pitch man, perhaps. And a Facebook ad cannot be that. There are rules against saying some of the things that you could and should say in a print ad. It's more like a trailer for a movie in a very general, vague, loose way. I'm not sure I ever would have seen that if I hadn't been both a podcaster and um, a coach. Uh, you know, and, and so when I start to run these ads, I've got a real head start and I've also got some world-class experts on speed dial. So, you know, I'm not, 
I'm not writing copy for, for too many clients anymore, but when I do, I'm going to have some incredible resources that your average A-list copywriter quite honestly doesn't have. Nice. So how do people, for the copywriters out there that are trying to um, come up with their, their Copywriter Plus or, or uh, figure out what their Copywriter Plus is, how, how will they be able to take advantage of the Copywriter Plus idea for themselves? Okay, so there's, there's three levels. One, you may already have, level one is you may already have the skill. I think you and I were sort of talking about that with you and maybe even with me. Maybe I'm not doing as great a job as I am, you know, trumpeting you know, my copywriter plus identity. And there are a lot of people listening to this who are in that situation. So what you need to do is inventory your skills. Take a look, take some time, get a coach to go through them with you or have your mastermind go through them or, you know, spend a weekend at a motel in a quiet town and really think about it with no distractions, you know? And then find out what it is. So it may already be there and, and you just may not be talking about it. You may be hiding your light under a bushel. So take the light out and start shining it like a spotlight. Like, you know, when they have these shopping centers and they have these openings and they have one of those spotlights that goes up into the air like that. Okay. <laughs> Second thing is it, if you do an inventory and you realize you've not got anything that's there yet, but you've got something that, is halfway there, you know, find out if there is something that's halfway there that's a skill that you'd like to develop and develop it. Uh, take classes, start practicing it, hire coaches, read books, just start observing things. You know, skill does not come from knowledge. Skill comes from experience informed by knowledge. You, you need to do something to get good at it. You can't just be skillful in your head. That that's called being a legend in your own mind, you know? And, and then the, if you don't have anything, if you're a copywriter, maybe you're a very good copywriter, but you've been so focused on just learning how to write copy, that's fine. You know, a lot of us have gone through periods where that's all we did, including me. Uh, figure out, is there something you'd like to learn and become good at that would be fun for you or tolerable? tolerable, if not fun, that your clients would find valuable. Awesome. So yeah, those are the three things. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you, David. This has been, a, as always, just a phenomenal episode. What can people look forward to next time on the Copywriters Podcast? Okay. Well, next time we're going to talk about, next time, since it's going to be springtime, springtime when it airs, we're going to talk about dressing up your offer. Oh, sweet. All right. I can't wait. Copywriters, thank you for tuning in and check out more episodes over at the Copywriters Podcast. Until next time, we will catch you later. Catch you later. Before we go, a quick question. Would you like to have me as a guest on your podcast? Let me give you an easy way to contact me about that. We've put up a form on garfinkelmedia.com, and it won't take much more than a minute to fill it out. So if you'd like to have me on your show, just go to garfinkelmedia.com and fill out the form. That's garfinkelmedia.com. Thanks, and see you next time on the Copywriters Podcast.